Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company. This could be the end of the world if the Broncos have another losing season. We'll find out Very, soon enough. That's a nice segue. <laughs> and uh, as we know it. Uh, I think it's already been the end of the world for Bronco fans, as we know it. And that leads us to Broncos Blast with Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair and at Mile High Report, uh, along with my partner at Mark Knutson41. Uh, we're going to ask Ian about the joint practices with uh, the 49ers and the game coming up, among other things, what's trending in the right uh, direction. And it's all brought to you by Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway, from personal and sports memorabilia to museum-quality fine art. Go to the award-winning framer for all of Metro Denver, Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. I've told the story over and over again. Uh, Denver brought icon Pat Boland when he passed away. Uh, the Broncos wanted only the highest quality work. They needed it in time for the Boland Memorial at Mile High Stadium where all the fans went, and they went where the Broncos have gone for decades to Brian Hart at Framed Art. And by uh, Stoney's Bar and Grill, it's the best time of year. To be a sports fan, baseball's back, baseball's races are heating up, and football is back. Baseball's already been back. You can catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln, in the heart of downtown, and Stoney's Uptown, 1035 17th Street, just a mile, just a little bit west of Park Avenue. A combined 88 big screen TVs will show you every game. Stoney's Uptown, the new home for Nebraska Cornhusker fans on game day. Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stoney's Bar and Grill, and Stoney's Uptown, check them out. Hey, and good morning, Ian St. Clair. Good morning, guys. Can I have a 
the last of the joint practices today with the 49ers. Well, in a, in a legal Ooh. marijuana state, joint say, practice uh, is, uh, can be misleading. Yeah. We should probably explain. Both states. Um, Ian, uh, I know everybody wants to get geeked up about pra- about these practices and all that. And it is nice to play a different, have guys in different uniforms. You know, maybe some of the tempers aren't flaring quite as much. You get to take it out on the other team. What can you really find from, from these practices? What can you determine for, not just for Monday night's game, but for the future of this program? I think it's how they respond to adversity. So an example of that is on the first of the, the combined practices on Friday, Joe Flacco and the number one offense struggled. They didn't have their best day. So how do they respond to that adversity? And do they come back and have a, a greater practice, a stronger practice today going against the 49ers defense? And how does the Broncos defense look against a similar offense to what the Broncos will run, especially going against a different offensive line? So I think there are certain things that you can take away for trends. Which way are they headed? Are they are they doing the right things? Are they doing what Vic Fangio and this coaching staff really want? And that's taking care of the little things. Because at, talking with the coaching staff, talking with Ed Donatel, talking with Vic Fangio, they are hammering home the little things for this team. And if they're doing that, then that's what's going to lead to success on the field come the regular season. Indeed, and, and so far what we've seen is that the defense is holding up nicely against a 49er uh, offense that has struggled and didn't have their quarterback for a lot of last year, Jimmy Garoppolo. And mo- two or three other quarterbacks. On the other hand, <laughs> uh, the, the Broncos' a retooled offense did not find their stride against a team that is hardly like the Chicago Bears' defense of last year. And that's what I want to see happen. What, what I want to see come today's practice is how Joe Flacco and the number one offense comes back out to practice and how they respond. Because I think prior to, to Friday's practice, they were, they were going in the right direction. You, I could tell it when I was out at practice last Sunday. I could see it over the course of, of practice this week, is that they were taking what they were doing, what they, what they, they took what they did against the Seattle Seahawks with that, what I thought was a very good drive, and they built on that. So they were getting comfortable and they were getting confident. I want to see now what what do they do now that they've had a little bit a little bit of adversity and didn't play as well as they know they need to against the 49ers in the first of those practices. So that's that's a huge thing to keep an eye on today. And then also how the offensive line does against that very good defensive line for the 49ers because they they struggled a little bit yesterday and when you go against a guy like DeForest Buckner, you're going to struggle. So I think that's that's a great test for the Broncos' offense and the offensive line. Hey, Ian, uh, Kiz last week came on after the Seattle game, and he said, you know, this offense looks boring. And I know it's preseason and not letting, letting everything out and showing everything to everybody, but my question is, if, if the offense is indeed boring, if this is a dink-and-dunk offense and there's not much to it but, it, but it, but they do take care of the little things, and let's say they win half their games, is that going to satisfy Bronco Nation? Are they going to be happy with a boring offense that wins half their games? They, if they get to 8-8, eight and eight, yeah. yeah, I think that's what I think that's what Broncos country would want because it would be an improvement over the last two years yep. with Vance Joseph. And you could see the ineffectiveness of Vance Joseph on full display in a preseason game against the Raiders yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Broncos country would be would 
wholly accept that, but I think this offense is not going to be boring. I don't think it's going to be dink and dunk. I think once you get Emmanuel Sanders back into the fold, that's how you're going to be able to take the top off of it, and that's what they've done when Sanders has been able to practice. Flacco has connected with Emmanuel Sanders on a couple of deep passes for 40, 60 yards, which is going to be able to test the opposing defense, which they can't do right now because Emmanuel Sanders isn't hasn't played in the preseason games, but I think he, he is going to play against the 49ers on Monday night. So we'll, we might see a little bit of that. And I think another thing to keep in mind is that they really have a dumbed-down version of this offense where they're not going to show anything yeah. over the course of the preseason games, especially playing five of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's a great point. Um, so let's get to the uh, second part of the question. What's trending in the right direction, including players and what's not? Uh, looking at that offense, as long as we stay with the offense here, I, I think one of the concerns has been that Cortland Sutton, uh, in terms of boring offense, yep. has not stepped up to be a very good number two receiver yet, despite all of the physical talent. And I think he's been able to to take the, the next couple of steps over practice this week, and I think that's where Emmanuel Sanders being back will help Cortland Sutton. They're going to be able to play off of each other, and it's going to give another weapon to Joe Flacco because one thing over the course of practice this week is Flacco wasn't just hitting Sanders. He was also hitting Cortland Sutton. So that's going to be a big part of it. You you want those receivers to play off of each other because, as is the case with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, you're not sure who who do you cover in that situation. So that's going to be a big part of this offense. I think the players that are trending in the right direction for me are all rookies. Dalton Reisner as the left guard, Justin Hollins playing inside and outside, and then Draymond Jones. I think Draymond Jones could be one of the key pieces to this Broncos defense because he brings something that the Broncos defense hasn't had since Malik Jackson left for Jacksonville, and that's an interior pass rush. If he and Shelby Harris and and Zach Kerr are able to get that consistent pressure up the middle, it is going to make this defense that much more difficult to contain because you can't block Von Miller and Bradley Chubb with one guy. You will get destroyed every single time, especially with Von Miller being at 250 right now. If you get Draymond Jones in the interior pass rush going, this defense is going to be near impossible to defend or stop if you're an offense. Yeah, I loved Draymond Green last year in college. What about who's trending? Who's not stepping he meant Michael mentioned Cortland Sutton. Who's not really stepping up? Who's trending in the wrong direction right now, in your opinion? I think right now there's a name that we haven't seen mentioned since around early August, and that's Brendan Langley. I, I mean, I, I looked to see the last time he was mentioned, and it was around August 5th. So I don't know if that's because of Juwan Winfrey and Kelvin McKnight and Trinity Benson, some of these other guys who have stepped up as receivers. But I, I if your name's not being mentioned – you're not trending in the right direction. And then completely off the board, which helps the Broncos, the, the Los Angeles Chargers are trending in the wrong direction. And this is completely typical this time of year <laughs> because they always seem to have some sort of injury bug that always pops up in August. Russell Okun had his pulmonary embolism. No timetable for his return. Melvin Gordon is holding out. Keenan Allen had a preseason ankle injury. He's going to be out all the preseason. And then Derwin James, James. which is probably the biggest loss, mm. has a stress fracture. Yep. 
no timetable for his return. So oh. the Chargers are trending in the wrong direction, which benefits the Broncos. You hate to see players get injured, but this always seems to happen for the well, Chargers. And it doesn't really hurt anybody's feelings around here that Antonio Brown probably won't. Will he play in the opener with the frostbite? Will he be a, Will he be active for the Raiders? Yeah, I think he's so going to. He's scheduled play? to be in the opener, but I don't, you know, doesn't see. Doesn't I, I think play, he probably won't be hundred percent right. Will. He's running. He he's running because, well on the mm-hmm. sidelines. I've seen that, but uh, yeah, hey. and then he he warmed up um, against the Cardinals, and he he looked like Antonio Brown. So I would expect that he's going to play in the opener. Yeah, I would expect that too. In our last uh, thirty seconds, what's coming up for you and Mile High Report? 49ers coverage, and then looking ahead to the all important fourth preseason game, which is really the third preseason game, which is where you'll see most of the starters playing. So uh, that's what's coming up this week. And then Adam and I will have our podcast as usual to, to hammer on on all the all things Broncos. Great. Can't wait to hear that. Uh, we will talk and check in with you on Broncos Blast next Saturday. Uh, Ian, enjoy. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. I was Broncos Blast with Ian St. Clair. Coming up next, Ram Roundup. Kelly Lyle returns, writer for the Coloradan. Uh, Mark Knudsen wants to ask about defense. Will the Rams tackle this season? Anybody. Anyone. At at all. Anyone. (laughs) Anyone. (laughs) Bueller. Right after this.